everybody. Welcome back to Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here with a couple of my friends to bring you a special edition of Bavarian Podcast Works, one where we are going to celebrate our big award-winning performance for this season. Yes, it's true. We captured the Best Club Podcast Award from World Soccer Talk. We are absolutely thrilled to have done this, and we couldn't have done it without the support of all of you out there all the Bayern Munich fans and a couple of other special people who we'll get to in a little bit. But I'm not going to waste any more time talking about this stuff when I could introduce two guys who really don't need any introduction around here, two of the founding fathers of this podcast, Jake Fenner and Tom Adams. Boys, how are you? It's been a while since the three of us have been on together. Yeah, it has been way too long. And I have to be honest, I'm surprised we're even celebrating anything. Like, you really <laughs> listen to us. You listen to us enough that we get nominated for an award. I don't know how that works, Tom or Chuck. To me, this is just right. All, all this, all this is, is just a throwback to like the first episode that we ever did when i was like scrambling to try and edit all of this in a broadcast lab uh back in college uh and i was using way too much brain power (laughs) and effort to try and get this thing done a lot more than necessary as it's been proven but uh you know we 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 survive we adapt and we overcome right even though this isn't survivor whatsoever yeah, absolutely. It was a lot to learn there in the beginning. And Tom, I know you were at first an observer and 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 wanted to get involved, but then you dove in head first, and you you've got to be thrilled with how this all played out, especially being the the tweet meister and the social media manager. You had to do a lot of legwork. So you know, one, we appreciate that you went out there and, and campaigned, but two, you had to be thrilled with the outpour of support that we got. Oh, 100%. And as I've said before, people have theorized that while I am a massive fan of the Anfield rap, I can assure you, and I swear on my grave, I did did not give them a vote. I only repetitively voted for Bavarian (laughs) Bavarian Football Works. Well, you know what? It's true. Um, I definitely, despite being a massive fan of theirs and all the work they do, did not vote for them. Uh, all the respect in the world to them if they ever wind up listening to this for, for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know why, why they would. Chuck, I'm a little disappointed you're not wearing like a tuxedo and doing like a DiCaprio uh, Gatsby like martini glass raise right now. That's one of the only things I want to see before I die in addition to like pictures of you and your hair metal phase uh, <laughs> and all that and all that kind of stuff uh, and pictures of you from when you were like a, a baseball stud in college i think it was uh but anywho very very uh still pleased to have gotten the award uh definitely the outpour of support on social media was very cool to see um the guys at i mia san mia i i understand that it's several people who run that account uh people at Bayern uh us the Bayern english uh and that i'm referring to the two separate official twitter accounts in case you're confused as to why i was saying it uh that way as far as us and en and they really came out, pulled out all the stops for us, which is really cool to see. Um, and it's pretty cool too. Like in the same sequence, like uh, Zay Roberto to mention one, uh, a few really prominent uh, pundits and journalists have wound up following us. And uh, it's been really cool to see that growth uh, and that support, not only on the podcast, but also on social media and the site overall. Uh, I think we're averaging way higher than we ever did years ago when, 
uh, any three of us first joined uh, BFW and BPW. And yeah, it's crazy to think that uh, I think it was the Women's World Cup that we were talking about when, at least when I first came on the podcast. Um, so it was, even, yeah, exactly as Chuck said, being thrown right into it, um, you know, especially some of the European nations that I might not have known as much about. They're doing a little bit of research uh, so we didn't sound like complete morons <laughs> talking about it, uh, especially other nations other than the U.S. Um, but yeah, it feels like it was so long ago, but it really wasn't. You know, COVID made it seem like it was a lot longer ago. But um, yeah, very thrilled to have this award. Um, very cool and nostalgic to be back on with both the two of you. And uh, yeah, it'll be good to have uh, the original uh, trio and getting bantered by the original duo instead of, you know, I need no name uh, schnitzel and some of the other guys. <laughs> the, Even the Fergus age. tossed me some banter. Yeah. Fergus so- and I only recorded once together and Teddy too. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to do something kind of fun and looking back at how this started, because a lot of people that might be listening to us might not know and understand what the struggle was to actually get this thing off the ground. And it was a struggle. So I believe it was back. And, and for the record, this is our fifth season of doing the flagship show. And of course, we've had other shows kind of shoot out from the flagship. Of course, we have the preview show, the post game show and the weekend warm up. Uh, At one time, believe it or not, the flagship show was everything and it would sometimes go on forever and we would have our hour and 20 minute podcast and it was kind of crazy. And Jake, I don't know how the hell he did it, but editing all that, he spent a lot of late nights in the lab uh, on his laptop trying to get this thing right. And he, he really did grind away at it. So before I even dive into how this started, all that hard work Jake did, honestly, was it was underappreciated by everyone because it was insane the amount that he did. So should say thanks to Jake for all that. But now that I'm done kissing Jake's ass, I'm going to move over to how this started. And when this kind of all happened, it was weird. So one day I was on Slack shot out to, to John Dillon, who at the time was the, the site manager. And I said, what do you think about doing a podcast? John didn't really have, any interest in it because he just wasn't as into the podcasting thing. So he said, but if you want to pursue it, this is, these are the people you need to talk to at SBN. So I started to do the legwork and I got all the business info. I got all of the recording info where I was lacking was the technical skill, at least at the time to do the editing. So while I had all of this info stored up, I kind of just let it sit because I got to the realization I didn't really know how to get a podcast off the ground. I didn't know what program to use to record, how we would edit it, who the hell would actually be on it. So it sat and it did nothing. And then one day, this young kid who had just been hired into BFW came into the Slack channel and said, hey, what about a podcast? So I DM this kid, Jake, and I said, hey, I've got some info for how we can get started, but I literally have no idea about the logistics of it. So at that point, Jake did a lot of the legwork here. He started talking to his professors at Syracuse, got into the lab. He found a program. Jake, talk us through that part of this, because that was a huge part in getting this off the ground. Like we had the idea, like you and I had talked about what we wanted to do, but the actual way of getting it out there and getting people to listen to it, we were kind of just starting from ground zero. Yeah. So being being a journalism major, being a broadcast major, the first or one of the first classes you take is radio and learning how to 
operate radio, how to operate an audio booth, um, which programs to use, things like that, how to edit, basically how to use all of the tools for it. And so I basically just took the knowledge that I had learned. And I think we started this in 19. So yeah, so this was my junior year, April of 2019. And I had basically had all this info and this and this training kind of stuffed under under my belt. And so did took that to Chuck and was like, yeah, I can I can do this. Um, My first ever our first ever episode was recorded inside of um like i mentioned before the broadcast boots at the new house school at syracuse where i had access to a windows laptop and adobe audition and a microphone that i could drag right to my face and jake for the record that is the only way i would ever be allowed in the new house school at syracuse that was the only way and was just my voice getting in there they would never let me even on campus probably unfortunately (laughs) you gotta know somebody in order to get in chuck Chuck, especially with you being such a boomer you wouldn't get any of the millennial references Uh, yeah I, I, i would be right out of old school Tom, you know that. I, that would be me. You would. Frank the Tank. Mm-hmm. You absolutely would. But so I was there basically recording this podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, it was the most painstaking thing possible because we didn't know what we wanted to be right when we started. We knew we wanted to be a voice for Bayern. We knew we wanted to be able to like talk about more than just matches. We wanted to talk about things that went beyond. And I believe on a couple of episodes in the past, I've referenced some podcasts that we looked towards um uh we looked of course to uh the totally uh totally football show totally soccer show the one with taylor rockwell um and his late great co-host uh i'm his name is escaping me his name is escaping me i knew we did a tribute to him in an episode uh daryl grove daryl grove rest in peace to daryl grove but um I, I listened to a whole bunch of podcasts uh, basically going from Syracuse to my home in Connecticut for like four hour drives. And I would listen to that, kind of understand where they were getting at, adapt like what that was going to sound like. I did a proof of concept uh, right after Bayern Munich lost to Liverpool in the Champions League. Um, hey. Yeah. Okay, Tom. Remember which podcast you're on. You're not on, you're <laughs> not on Tom Adams. the Enfield. I I have to like something like a part of me wants to believe that the banter is part of the reason <laughs> that we uh, got nudged in the right direction for the vote. I sure I sure hope so. How can you not love it? <laughs> I you you have to love it. So did a proof of concept and then we actually did the first show it was me recording painstakingly on adobe audition making sure that we got everything absolutely perfect for our first episode and it paid off and we got i think maybe 400 downloads which which it nowadays is a little bit offensive and a little bit concerning if we only ever hit 400 downloads but that was a lot of work with me just sitting there trying to understand what we wanted to sound like, what we wanted to be like. And then from there, we kind of got better at it. I put out a couple of surveys asking people what they wanted to hear, what kind of style they wanted to be like, because I wanted it to be like an ESPN podcast, well-produced. I wanted it to stand out in terms of other SBN podcasts. And for a while, in terms of audio quality, we did. I couldn't have been happier with the audio quality coming from a complete nerd standpoint, but you know, it would also be incredibly draining, right? It would take me about double the amount of time to 
edit an episode and make sure all the ums and the uhs and the breaks were out, right? And a couple slipped through the cracks. But if it was a half hour episode, I'd be doing this for an hour. And then, of course, there's writing the post about it and then putting up to Megaphone. Megaphone's our distributor and distributing all all of our podcasts to Apple and Google and Spotify and anywhere else you get your quality audio content. And Jake, it's, it's funny. It you forever. It's funny. You mentioned that you had the, this vision of making it a, an ESPN level type podcast with everything being so perfect. And, and I admired that so much because in my mind, I was just picturing a microphone between two guys having a drink at the bar. And that was my goal for the podcast. You pictured you pictured the podcast episode from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, didn't right. you, Chuck? That, that is pretty much what I, I figured this would be. And the fact that you were so had these professional goals to make it sound so good and to eliminate all the dumb things we were doing in the beginning. And and man, did we do a lot of dumb things? Oh yeah. Um it, it was always it always <laughs> impressed me so much because I feel like we eventually evolved to get to the point where we were those two people sitting at the bar arguing or talking about Byron, but we had this good audio quality. And it was, that was to me the perfect way for this whole thing to, to really progress. It wasn't just that too. He also gave foundational notes. Like remember in the beginning, Jake, like how much you'd coach me on like, not like having the mic, like in my mouth. Yeah, like, you know, it was loud, Tom. Tom, Tom. It made it made my job a living hell having to go ahead and like go through every five minutes of you talking and drag it down so that it wasn't blasting the car's eardrums. I didn't want to get sued for the amount of speakers that we had to replace in somebody's beat up old Ford Explorer. I exactly. didn't want to have that on my head. And you know, my voice is already scary enough and like weird sounding. So when it's you raise it a couple decibels. It's definitely terrifying. Not even that, Jake, too, but being concise. I don't think concise. I ever raised it any decibels <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, do you remember how often, like, uh, you were like, okay, the information is good and the content's good. Condense. Condense. Yeah. I, like, definitely used to ramble. And yeah. I probably would still be doing that if I wasn't coached on it. Right. But that's not, that's not necessarily on you. Right. Like again, right. I was, a, I was a journalism student. I'm a professional journalist. Now Chuck was doing journalism and radio for a long time before that. So we like, I believe both of us said at some point, I think to you, right. Like we developed an internal clock to like understand what a gauge would be like for yeah. how long we would be talking. Right. And that's just something that whenever you're podcasting and whenever you're doing stuff on radio, you got to develop that kind of gauge because you start to lose an audience after a while. I think oh, you yeah. got a lot better at it. Yeah. Don't people worry, underestimate that. It, it is sometimes like at first it is sometimes tough, especially if you're, you're like in your mind, like me scatterbrained, like make sure you get the point across. And then that would translate to like little semantics derailing. And then finally I get a, ver uh, a visual cue from you like spit it out. Well, Tom, not everybody can cut their teeth doing local cable access sports shows like I was That's doing. true. I mean, like I was true. doing that stuff at like 18, which is kind of scary and kind of sad. But I, I was I mean, back I need in to the, see some tapes. Yeah, I need it, to see the footage. It was literally like Wayne's World, essentially. But there's nobody uh, to better Johnstown Jets coverage <laughs> than Chuck Smith or even the bowling, the bowling. I oh, yeah, yeah, I did have a bowling column. About that yeah, I absolutely did. And <laughs> the famous story with the bowling column back in the day is I created this whole entire and I'll get 
that's if somebody hears this that that I'm, that knows where I wrote before or actually still write occasionally, I created this whole fake league called the Lumberjack League, and I would put all of my buddies in there every week in the newspaper and like, you know, because I was immature, I would like it almost like every other score would end in six nine. So oh, so and so rolled a two sixty nine. Like, and I wow. did this because I'm an idiot. Sure. But I needed to entertain myself as I was entering all these bowling scores, which I, you know, honestly, like I didn't care too much about. So that was a way to keep myself entertained. <laughs> yeah. But, so guys, as we progressed and things got better, we went from that two man booth of Jake and myself to the three man booth where it was the three of us, which became a whole new obstacle, but I think we handled it well. Then I went on a hiatus and work got really busy. I had literally no time for BFW. And you guys took over and I felt like you took everything to another level. Consistency got better. The scheduling got better. Uh, obviously a little bit, the banter banter was definitely on par. It was great. Everything was awesome. Yeah. I came back and got a little less. uh, I'd like to make a quick point. I'd like to make a quick point. I mentioned something in our Slack the other day where it was like, Oh, Tom, Chuck got mentioned on the award and we didn't and oh, nobody yeah. else did. Only and Chuck me. chirped in with, oh, <laughs> it was only a couple of months. It was only October to April. Chuck, that's like minus seven <laughs> games of an entire season. Well, you know, I mean, guys, I can't help it if World Soccer Talk just recognizes talent. Okay. Oh, it's uh, my stunning good looks yeah, and my it's, talent. It's just... really because somebody at World Soccer Talk remembers the best bowling column this side of the <laughs> right. river. That is 100% yeah. right. So, <laughs> so after I came back, uh, things had started to change at, at BFW. Uh, John had decided to step down. I stepped into his role as the site manager. And one of the things I wanted to do, and I was so happy that you guys were on board with this, was instead of having the podcast operate as kind of a in a silo and as this separate entity from the site where while we promoted it on BFW, it didn't feel like it was always part of the site because we were always off doing our own thing. And then there was the site doing what we did on the site. And it never really crossed over that much. So bringing that in-house and, and being more collaborative And really using the site to get the word out there that, hey, we have this podcast and we think it's pretty good, but we want to get it out to you Byron fans, more Byron fans, and really push it and and see where this thing can go. I thought that took us to another level. And right about at that time, Jake, your professional career started to really kick off and your time started to dwindle for the podcast. So through all of this, we were constantly trying to work with each other, trying to evolve and trying to ramp up new people because what we realized was we had a lot of ideas. It was too much to cram into one show. So then we really started to branch out with things like the post-game show. We broke out what used to be Daryl Splick, which was a segment on the flagship show, and breaking that into a preview show. And eventually, at the start of last season, we did the weekend warm-up, which is more news-based and covering what the big stories of the week were. So out of nowhere... We had the three of us, we brought in, I need no name and Samarin, and then it just started to grow and grow and grow. And through all of that, we ended up with this now pretty much massive staff that includes the three of us, I need no name, Samarin, Schnitzel, Teddy, Ferguson, Swaz. 
And it's there there are going to be more people. We have more talent on the BFW staff that wants to be involved. It's just a matter of getting everybody in. So we're juggling that as well. But guys, what did you think about how this all broke out and just how much steam we picked up over the past two years in really pushing the site to back the podcast rather than just operating as a silo? Well, I mean, I think if, that you, Chuck, will recall that back when we were considering branching out to getting a third person, that the two people I was I was thinking of actually getting four, and that the two people I was thinking of getting were I Need No Name and Tom. Mm-hmm. And so Tom came on board. I reached out to I Need No Name. He said, I, I'm a little busy. I'm not able to do it. And then he came back. He turned in a pretty good, a pretty great audition tape. And it was exactly what I thought it was going to sound like, channeling his <laughs> his rage into every single episode. Um, it was also really funny because he loved to critique the podcast. And then once oh, yeah, he started yeah. doing it, it's like, yeah, I guess, I guess it's not so easy now, isn't it? I need no <laughs> name. Um, but yeah, no, I mean... Schnitzel's great. Samrin's fantastic. Samrin needs more credit than what a couple of commenters on uh, Apple Podcasts have been given her credit for. She's fantastic. Yeah, um, she does a great job. Everybody else does a fantastic job uh, on the podcast as well. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm doing a special write up, and I'll mention this again. But yeah. Um, I would have loved to have been more involved with the podcasts this last year. I love doing these. I love putting these out. Um, Now that there wasn't nearly as much of a load for editing on my shoulders, I would have loved to have done it. But working overnights is an absolutely terrible experience that I do not recommend to anybody because it's draining. It makes you less social. It makes you uh, move away from the things that you really want to do and things you used to take a lot of care and time and effort in doing. And for me, this was the season, I think, ever since the Bundesliga switched from Goal TV to Fox, I think this was the least amount of soccer I've ever watched in a season and that made me very very sad but um oh and jake you, now that's no you longer always, the case. every time you'd, you'd be awake to watch west ham they would just flounder I always that too that so too what me. the hell david <laughs> i got up for watching them i got up <laughs> for punishment. during the mornings when i was supposed to be sleeping and getting prepared for my week ahead of utter hell to watch West Ham and every single damn time David Moyes would screw shit up and we would lose. And I do not like that. I do not like that one bit. I always felt so bad. It so, was it was hell. It was hell. So so Tom, with your role having to actively promote this on social media and also being, you know, somebody that that writes every day for the site. I mean, what were your thoughts as you saw this starting to grow and starting to become something that that I don't think we anticipated the popularity growing like it has? Like, what were your thoughts as we were going all the way through this and taking it from, you know, us like maybe recording once or twice a month to like we're pumping out four shows a week? The the I just kind of always felt that the more and more episodes 
episodes I got under my belt, uh, and especially experiencing new things, different shows. Like we, you mentioned, we used to have the different shows, and even still, like I know you guys both know, like I, I like hate being on an episode by myself. I find it's <laughs> so odd, and like my brain just does not work well that way. I feel like I'm way better in a team dynamic, bouncing off of uh, ideas from different people and uh, you know different contributors. But I just like the more it, it gained like steam and was like kind of a fast moving freight train if you will i was kind of like this is there for us and we have the market is there for us and we can really take this and run with it because it always used to not offend me just get a little under my skin um i think you don't really need to explain to bayern fans or bundesliga fans what the allure is of the league right you know uh, you think of things like 50 plus 1 how much fan culture is a massive part of this league, and even being a Liverpool fan and a Premier League fan, I still think there is something just a little bit different about uh, the Bundesliga and their connection to their clubs. Obviously, the clubs that don't circumvent the rules are predominantly owned, or at least 50% owned by club members, which are mostly fans. <laughs> Cough aside from Leipzig and Hoffenheim. But, you know, those are kind of like some of the outliers, and I'm sure there's more. But it kind of like, I remember we used to just say, I would never want to bad math, bad mouth, excuse me, ESPN or ESPN FC, but like they'd kind of just gloss over the Bundesliga by just covering Bayern and Dortmund and get a lot of things wrong, not really go into detail like we would. And, you know, you could kind of look at that and almost tie it to Lewandowski, like these Bundesliga attacks, quote unquote, right? When I hate when people say that. And so in my mind, it's like if he was playing in any other league, he'd be glorified. Like let's say he had moved to Barcelona previously or a little bit earlier you know how many ballon doors would he have had and how much would he have been talked about and he breaks a long-standing record that's been around for decades and there's like hardly a sniff or a mention on you know your your big outlets so it's just kind of like one of those things where i knew the market was there and the more that we got a foundation set uh and the more we started to get consistent downloads and the more that people like including myself like i think you can both recall took me a while to really uh, take heed and say, okay, I'm going to figure, I'm going to figure, I was about to curse. I don't know if that's allowed. I'm going to figure this crap out uh, as far as audacity and megaphone. I'm going to sit down, force myself to learn it. And through painstaking process, and Chuck, as you know, I'm still comically melodramatic on our Slack channel about it sometimes really? because it drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was a sarcastic, really. but um, Oh, it was. Taking, taking the leap and like, all right, I might screw this up royally, but my efforts are only going to help contribute to keep this train moving in the right direction. And so finally doing that and Jake, I think it was Jake who had put together uh, the video that explained step-by-step very clearly how to do things on audacity, which was a massive help because I was pretty lost with that. Never had used it before previous to us using it for uh, BPW. So that was a massive help. And I think that actually if i recall kind of coincided with the time when we started to bring more people on uh and then get more people to learn how to edit and now we have oh man we have myself jake you chuck schnitzel knows how to edit and get stuff posted i need no name now there's so many people that can do this and some of them i even like while i might be more experienced talking on the show and being on the show i mean i need no name he can he can completely own me in editing and getting things out way faster. because he practices he, the dark arts. You know he's into he some crazy stuff. Get, 
he will get things out, have the pitches. He makes my voice sound cooler. He does this thing where he pitches <laughs> my voice down sometimes. I don't know how he does it, but I always joke that it like I wish I sounded like that in real life. He also um, cuts yeah, out like eighty so percent of what you say, Tom. You probably didn't know <laughs> Never. that. But he told me that's his, that's his secret. It's hilarious too. Like I love uh, the back and forth between different people. I feel like Schnitzel and I have developed a great rapport, or uh, and then like off air we'll like talk about like Indian food and stuff and just like other stuff. It's awesome and it's so cool. Like. Uh, to me, I just think it's really cool. They're based off in IST, you know, in India while I'm talking to them. And uh, they're up super late, like waiting for me. Like they've definitely put up with me, like finishing. If there's like a big non-Liverpool match on or non-Bayern match on, I'll be watching it. I'll be like, all right, like 10 minutes left. Like let me watch the rest of it before we record. So those guys are staying up late. So I think that's pretty cool. And often, you know, I usually when I intro the shows and I'm with any of those guys who are even if it's uh, Teddy, who's based in Asia, right? Fergus, who we have in Scotland. Um, and then in, and then obviously Schnitzel, we're based in India and Swaz as well. I mean, I think people often don't necessarily think about how much of a difficulty it is to schedule that, right? Like the massive time differences, but we make it work. And whether it's myself getting up a little bit earlier uh, and not sleeping in on a weekend or maybe not watching a match for a little while or it's them staying up super late. It's a uh, very appreciative that they make that sacrifice. Yeah. And it's, that it's, should not go unnoticed either. It's totally a, a team effort to get it all done here. And b- before we wrap up this portion, we have one other thing I'd like to talk about, but I do just want to get some quick thanks out there. Not just to you two guys. Uh, I want to thank world soccer talk one for having this contest. It was awesome that they acknowledged us. I still don't know how we got nominated. I'm just glad that someone listened to us and and put us in this because it really felt good to know that uh, people were out there listening and enjoying what we were doing. I want to formally say thank you to the BFW community, everybody that's out there, whether you're on the site, whether you're listening to the podcast or whether you're on social media, it's, it's all appreciated. Uh, The FC Byron us uh, social media account team with Richie O'Reilly. And of course to D Kundra, for all the support they've given us over the years, they've opened some great doors for us. And we can't say enough about the great re- relationship they've given us. And they are just first class all the way. I, Mia, Sam, Mia, they gave us some great retweets. And listen, we don't know who they are. They are very mysterious. They they definitely put out the best Twitter content in terms of news of any Byron site. They are quick. They get it out quickly. It's always accurate. Just a fantastic Twitter page. You should be following them if you're not. To all the Byron fans in general, some of you didn't know us before this contest. Some of you might have known us but didn't really care. Uh, We appreciate that you got in and you voted, even if you weren't 100% on board with BFW, because it did help us win. And we appreciate that I mean, or (laughs) Mia sent me a mentality. So uh, it is greatly appreciated. I mentioned all the podcasters earlier, but I do want to mention some of the people on the site that contribute to helping us get this done. And with Phil, who is, you know, retired, but he's still around, RLD, Jack, Logan, Alberto, Andrew, Barish, Davis, Evan, Frank, Gopika, Josh, Kartik, Mark, Marcus, Marcus, what a legend, uh, Mike, Mirren, Tyler, Thor, Sounds, R-I-P-L-T, if I have to say that, that's going to kill me, I just want to say his name, and Zippy, so really do appreciate all of you for doing so much for the site and allowing us to really get this uh, podcast to where it deserves to be. So the final thing of this show, and this is a bit of sad news on what is a good day for all of us, is that Jake has a little bit of announcement to make. 
just quickly before I get into that, the one group of people that I want to thank is everybody that we've had on as a guest mm-hmm. before um, so far. Uh, outside of the people from SBN, I have a list and I want to name them all out. Uh, Chuck, as we know, our our very good friend of the post, uh, podcast, uh, Gina Lewandowski, mm-hmm. um, the best friend of the podcast we could ever ask for and our first ever guest, Derek Ray. Uh, Raphael Honigstein, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning in Vermont on my Christmas vacation, and there is nobody else that I would rather get up at that time of the morning to do an hour-long interview with. Um, Phil Bonney, uh, Luis Miguel Echegaray, uh, Cesar Hernandez, uh, Jimmy Conrad, uh, Julian Laurence, uh, Archie Rindt-Tut, uh, and Ian Paul Joy. Thank you all for coming on to the podcast um and if there's a little bit of sadness and a little bit of melancholy in my voice that is because um that is because i am leaving i am no longer going to be a part of bavarian football works i am no longer going to be a part of the podcasts unless you guys invite me on potentially later in the future you're banned For, yeah I can. <laughs> that makes sense uh the reason why I was talking before about how bad working overnight is. Um, Now I am no longer working overnight. I recently got and started a job working as a U.S. sports writer for the Daily Mail. And I'm going to be covering soccer as well as a whole bunch of U.S. sports. So if you want to follow me there, go right ahead. Uh, The very first feature I'm going to be writing about actually for this site is... uh, a story on Chris Richards and I'm sorry, Chuck, I am going to be using a couple of Carrie's <laughs> quotes in, in that uh, from the three part piece that you did a couple of years ago. Do not worry. I am giving the site credit. <laughs> um, I started four years ago. I started at the 2018 world cup. And then while it wasn't my first article, my first big article I ever wrote was a reaction to Yogi Love uh, absolutely bottling it and how I think that he should be sacked. And from that moment on, I said I could not leave the blog until one of two things happened. One, I get to cover Byron in person. And two, Yogi Love gets sacked. Yogi Love got sacked. And I was able to cover Bayern Munich when they went down to DC. Oh, Jake, and that picture of you in the presser. That picture, <laughs> that picture of me taken by so good. Uh, Manuel Vett, uh, catching me in the middle of a quarter-life crisis was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, also, shout out to Kathleen Kruger for preventing me from getting a picture of Thomas Muller. Uh, rightfully so. Rightfully so. <laughs> I have no reason to be doing that. Um, so. I have a number. I have a couple of people to thank. We're we're running low on time. I am going to be writing a goodbye post, um, and I will be sure to mention everybody there. But John Dillon for bringing me on, uh, Phil for all of his advice and his edits. Everybody who writes here. Once again, everybody um, that I've interviewed, uh, especially the ones that I've carried with me as mentors, those being Derek Ray and Luis Miguel Echegaray, I would not have been able to do this without you. Um, I also would not have been able to do this without a number of professors that I had at Syracuse University, but specifically three. Um, 
Dr. Karen Henderson, uh, Professor Keith Copeland, and the one who, one of the ones that I've learned from the most who is no longer at Syracuse, but is over at Chapman University, uh, Professor Suzanne Lysak. Uh, the three of you changed my life in ways that I never thought were possible from professors, um, not just in the context of this podcast, but for who I am as a person, and I can't thank you all enough. Um, and lastly, I got to thank everybody that listened to this podcast and read my stuff. This is this has been my baby um, ever since we started. I can I can claim I can personally sit OK with saying that I was able to take this from zero to at least three hundred and thirty thousand downloads. Uh, we are just on the cusp of five hundred thousand uh, in my life. I thought that fifty thousand would be cool. Uh, and then we hit 50,000 really quick and then a hundred and then 150, then 200. Uh, the fact that this podcast is four years in and on the verge of 500,000 downloads is a remarkable thing. And it's an amazing thing. And I can't thank you all enough for, for doing this. Um, thank you, of course, to these two knuckleheads here. <laughs> For we, we dealing... just held you back. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, you really didn't. For <laughs> for having me change up the scheduling from time to time for being a little too late with the podcasts, for Tom having to deal with me kind of making a motion in in the in whatever software we were using the video call to wrap it up. Um <laughs> for Chuck for 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 dealing with every Philadelphia joke I've lobbed at him. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you guys are fantastic podcast co-hosts and I am glad that I did it with you. Um, so About yeah, phrasing Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it really. So yeah. Back at you and all the best, man. You're going to kill it there. Thanks. Uh, Remem- remember us when you, uh, get some kind of award. Oh, of course uh, I'll be carrying, I'll be carrying the Byron torch, uh, going forward. Chuck, do you mind if I sign off for the final time? One last thing I want to mention before you do. Yeah. Um, want to say thanks to SBN and Jeremiah Oshan for all Absolutely. the support that they've given us. I didn't want to overlook them. But also, Jake, this is why we do what we do at BFW for you to get oppor- people like you to get opportunities like you do. So we're super proud of you and couldn't uh, couldn't be happier for you. I love you guys. Thanks for everything that you did for me. Thanks for everything that the listeners and the Uh, readers did for me and so for the final time let's see if i remember this it's been a while since i've done one of these outros um thank you very much for listening please be sure to like rate share subscribe and comment to us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and anywhere else you get your quality audio content Follow Tom on Twitter at TommyAdams71. Follow Chuck on Twitter at The Barrel Blog. You can find me on Twitter at JakeFenner underscore. You can read everything there is to know about Bayern Munich at BavarianFootballWorks.com. You can follow me if you want to in my writing pursuits as one of the four new writers on the U.S. sports staff of the Daily Mail at DailyMail.co.uk. So from all of us here, Bavarian podcast works and from me to everybody else um, again thank you to everyone who listened everyone who was on to my friends my family my professors and of course these two knuckleheads right here 
if I ever see you guys again, you'll know about it. And I look forward to that day. Auf Wiedersehen.